0: What's up, buds? Speed of this end, hit along the wall, under to the left point, kept it by Warwick, down in front of Shop, and he scores!
1: Welcome back to the 200th episode of Japers Rink Radio. I am your host, Adam Stringham, and today I'm happy to be joined by both Kevin Klein and John Press. How you doing, John?
2: Uh, I'm doing great, just living in the crosshairs of the woke mob over here.
1: Uh-oh. Is your name Aaron <laughs> Rodgers? Uh, Ke- Kevin, how about you? How you doing?
0: I'm doing better now. that That's how JP just introduced himself. Sure. <laughs> I'm pulling the trigger. Oh, boy. Um, episode
2: 200 episode 200 fast and loose fast and
1: loose just like the capitals played their game against the florida panthers on november 4th um i mean the capitals were down by three goals at one point in that game they battled back Connor mcmichael got his first goal and alex ovechkin stayed hot uh john what are your thoughts on kind of the fast and loose hockey the capitals played against the panthers
2: well i mean that that game aside uh you know they haven't been playing a very fast and loose game you know going into last night's game they actually had allowed the fewest shots on goal uh in the league per game uh the lowest rate of shots at five on five uh so they've actually been playing a pretty uh buckled down buckled up game you know uh and that's part of the reason they've had some success early on now you know the old expression is uh, you are what your record says you are, right? And uh, I think we've got the caps now at 5, 1, and 4. And uh, if you are what your record says you are, you know, that record to me says two different things, right? It says uh, they've only lost one game out of 10 in regulation, which, you know, is, is obviously terrific. Uh, but the, the same record says that they've won five and lost five, you know, which is... Less interesting and less exciting, though it, it certainly, uh, you know, it's not necessarily fair to to lump uh, those overtime losses in with uh, the regulation losses. You know, it, to me, it, they're not five and five so much as they're like five one and four. Uh, you know, with four ties and then goofy overtime stuff, which I think we can probably talk about a little bit later. I wrote about on the site uh, on Friday, uh, and everybody can check that out. But. Uh, You know, so it's a team that has played through some adversity. They've had some injuries. They've had some um, up and down play in goal. Uh, The one constant so far really has been uh, Alex Ovechkin and uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov up front, and uh, you know maybe Orlov and Jensen on the the blue line. Uh, but they're you know they're off to probably as good a start as you could have hoped for. Uh, good October and a tough November. Uh, that's uh, had a tough start to the the road trip with those two games in Florida. But you know uh, they've been playing well enough to win, and they they they're showing that they're. A team that can uh, once again play with anybody uh, that the league might throw at them.
1: You know, Kevin, I want to get your thoughts on how the Caps are playing as well. But um, more importantly, I mean, if during episode 190, uh, you had told me that someone was going to come on this show and tell me that Evgeny Kuznetsov's consistent play was one of the bright <laughs> spots of the Capitals season uh, just 10 episodes later. I, I think I would have been shocked. Uh, Kevin, you and I talked a lot about Kuznetsov last last week. I'm assuming your thoughts haven't changed on him too much. So what are your thoughts on kind of the team and how they've been playing overall?
0: Yeah, I mean, I can sort of tie that all together because at this point in the season, I'm, I'm really loath to get too analytical about anything uh, as well as too too high about the team's performance or too low about the team's performance. I'd rather just sort of pluck out some, some themes to watch as the season goes on and and our data gets larger for analysis. And my general sentiment is that the team is exceeding my expectations, and, and I'm generally pretty pleased with what I'm seeing. Um, and the primary story is production from Alex Ovechkin and Evgeny Kuznetsov. And, you know, if the team is going to go as those two are going to go, uh, I'm pretty happy with that, especially with the way that they've been going. Um, JP mentioned that they can – they look like a team that's going to be able to roll with anyone. Uh, that's the other thing that I've been impressed with that's separate from sort of whether they're actually picking up a W on that given night. I mean, the, the Panthers – are they're undefeated now they're like 9-0-0 or something like that right and and the caps hung with them last night uh two games against the lightning and the uh, the caps didn't win either one of those but they they very well could have it's not like uh it's not like they got blown out of the barn or anything like that in fact i think that that they were if you looked at like the all situations expected goals and the individual game which i know is a little dicey but uh that that the, the caps were a uh like a favorite on the deserve to win meter or whatever. Um, They hung with the flames and the flames are off to an extremely hot start. They dominated the avalanche and then they've, they've played really well against some lower competition as well. So while the, the four overtime losses is a little bit of a, of a turd in the punch bowl, uh, you know, (laughs) I'm like, if you, if you told me that the caps were 10 games into the season, no uh, one regulation loss, Ovechkin was producing at one of the best uh, or, or was off to one of the best productive starts of his career and Evgeny Kuznetsov was super um, seemed to be reliable, consistent night in, night out and playing at a high level that if it resembled anything it resembles 2017, 2018 I mean I'm taking that like 100% of the time now you throw in some of the injuries some question marks at goaltending you throw in that the overtime stuff and uh, yeah, there's clearly some things that they need to work through. But all in all, yeah, I'm, I'm like more optimistic than I would have expected to be.
1: The Capitals are significantly outperforming where I thought they'd be so far this season. Um, you know, Ovechkin's had a few super hot starts over the last five years. I believe he had maybe two seasons in a row when he had two hat tricks in the first five games. But um, I, I know he did that at least once. Um, I mean, he is just lighting the world on fire. He's he's an ageless wonder. And, um, you know, th- there are, you know, 50, 50 odds that he'll hit 50 goals now this year. John, what are your thoughts on kind of Ovechkin?
2: I think he's good, Adam.
1: Oh, that, that, that's a great take, John. <laughs> the-
2: um, You know, it, it, it's. Uh, surprising, but it's not right. It, it's, uh, at, at this point, nothing he does should surprise us, but he still, uh, it, it manages to be every bit as thrilling, uh, now as he's ever been. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, we talk about with Ovechkin is his shot generation. And really, uh, that's probably w- one of his more underrated, um, skills uh people people don't really give them credit for shot generation right it uh there there seems to be some prevailing attitude in in some places that oh anybody could just shoot a lot you know it, it's you know it's like uh, kobe bryant or something like that you know just chucking up shots but i mean in hockey that's just not the way it works and shot generation is a skill it's a an enormously important skill for a goal scorer uh, like Ovechkin, who's a, more of a volume shooter than uh, a guy who's going to finesse uh, a lot and pick corners and that kind of thing. And uh, what's impressive about Ovechkin is that his shot generation actually has tailed off over the years. You know, there's a downward trend there, and it's something to watch. Uh, but he's pretty much counter, counterbalanced that um, by getting a larger percentage of his shot attempts on net. And uh, the result of that has been a pretty steady number of shots on goal. And that allows him to uh, keep scoring goals the way he, he's he been scoring goals, you know, without having to have a massive spike in shooting percentage or something like that. So, you know, when, you know, everybody talks about Ovechkin's goal scoring is going to slow down at some point, And at some point, you know, obviously it will. But, um, you know, it's not going to happen until – uh, that shot rate starts dropping. So um, it, it's not going to fall off a cliff unless the, his shot volume does. And so far, uh, his shot volume hasn't dropped off a cliff. Uh, I mean, it's the same. He's getting the same amount of uh, rubber on net, more or less. Uh, and he's still among the league leaders in in uh, putting pucks on net. So... Um, you know what do I think of him? I think uh, I, I think I'm a lot more confident that he's going to catch Gretzky uh, than I was before the season started, uh, honestly. And uh, it's a question of whether he can stay healthy. And I, and you know to this point in his career, he's been remarkable in that respect. So um, yeah, he's he's doing everything. He's also playing the most minutes he's played in a decade. So. Uh, You know, at some point, maybe you wonder about the impact that might have long term uh, in terms of this season. Uh, You'd like to be able to ease back a little bit and manage his workload a little bit. And hopefully he has plenty left for a playoff run. But Uh, What he's doing right now is is nothing short of remarkable and uh, it's great to watch and, you know, uh, I'll miss it when it's gone, but it doesn't seem to be uh, in much danger of that happening anytime too soon.
1: Yeah. he has been playing some fantastic hockey. And another point about all the um, game time he's been getting is that um, with an Olympic season, um, that will be another stress kind of on Ovechkin as the year goes on. Um, Kevin, John mentioned the injuries. Um, I mean, the capitals have been semi decimated so far. Uh, how are they, how are they doing as a team um, with all the injuries? And I mean, we've already talked about how well they're playing. Um, what's made them able to kind of withstand all of the uh, injuries. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I guess their willingness to throw rookies onto the ice uh, to, to plug gaps and uh, sort of have them be trial by fire. Um you know, I, I don't know if we can really say that they're <laughs> withstanding it, you know, yet. Like, uh, they just lost Anthony Manta last night, um, and that completes uh, the trifecta, right? With uh, I think that's the entire second line out now with Oshie, with Manta, and Backstrom. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, like, they're withstanding it. <laughs> <laughs> largely probably because of Ovechkin and Kuznetsov's production, if we're being honest. Um, I, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know that they're going to be able to sustain this. Like, a, the lineup on paper sure doesn't look good for, for the long term. Um Conor McMichael rising to the occasion, Lars Eller rising to the occasion. These are the things that you need to happen. In fact, one of the things that I'm worried about is Lars Eller's ability to rise to the occasion over an extended period, because um, to me, he's sort of been a little bit of a sore thumb while the team has been exceeding expectations. I think he's been underperforming my personal expectations, especially because his reputation through the years has sort of been a guy who thrives when he's uh, bumped up in the lineup. And, you know, he's one of the only guys on the team right now who's below 50% in expected goals. He's only got three points um, at five on five. And that's just coming from the, the score sheets, but just the eye test as well, sort of a lot of fumbled pucks, um poor decisions um i know that's not directly answering answering your question um the answer to your question is really just solid play from from rookies and and noobs to the lineup uh but i yeah i guess i am a little dubious about their ability to sustain this with uh missing time from from that entire second line that's a that's a tough pill
2: Yeah, well, especially when you have Connor Sherry sitting here with one goal in 10 games. You have Tom Wilson, who's been playing well, but he has one goal in 10 games. You know, Eller's got zero, Hathaway zero, Haglund zero. I think Dowd one, Connor McMichael now one. I mean, uh, they need more secondary scoring, plain and simple, because, uh, you know, Ovechkin and Kuznetsov can't be expected to, to keep shooting the way they're shooting and carrying the team the way they're carrying them. So, you know, I, I think that the opportunities, you know, whenever anybody gets hurt, the first thing everyone will say is it's opportunity for other players to step up. Uh, these guys have had opportunities already, and uh, they, they frankly need to step up because, you know, if Connor Sherry is going to score one goal every 10 games, Uh, you know, what's he, what's he doing here is if, if Lars Eller uh, is going to score zero, it's, you know, I know that you don't necessarily expect a ton of production from Hagelin and Hathaway, but uh, certainly you expect more than zero. So uh, yeah, it, it is, they, they've, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say it's smoke and mirrors at all, the, the start that they've had. But when you when you look at the individual level, it uh, it kind of makes you wonder how, just how they're doing it. And and like Kevin said, obviously, the answer uh, is eight, and 19 and 92. Rather, I wish 19. But uh, and, you know, it, and it's not even the power play. The power play has been crap, too, uh, for the most part. So, uh, you know, it, it's. Is this a sustainable uh, start? Uh, Not exactly the way that they've been doing it, but uh, at the same time, they have uh, comfortably over 50% expected goals at five on five. So, uh, you know, maybe when maybe as Ovechkin and Kuznetsov regress backwards, uh, guys like Sherry and Eller uh, and Sprong and the like, they, uh, you know, regress upwards and uh, it evens out and they just keep cruising.
1: I mean, I, I for one would just like to see Ovechkin continue to score at a goal a game pace. I mean, if those other guys don't don't get their their goals, so be it. Uh, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make, certainly. Um, I mean, with these injuries, we, we have got to see more of Connor McMichael. John, you already mentioned that he only has the one goal. Uh, what are your thoughts on his play? Um, once the lineup is healthy, what what do you think the Capitals will do with him?
2: well i mean I, I think he's been good uh, I think he's uh had some um, glaring defensive uh, miscues uh, some of which we highlighted on the site uh last week i think um so he's not you know it, it's not been perfect but no one should expect it to be he's not uh he's not Nick backstrom you know you, you he's not gonna come in to that second line and replace Nick backstrom but he's uh, playing well it, it's encouraging to see uh, a, a young guy playing well for this team it feels like it's been a while since they've had a young dynamic offensive threat uh, come into the lineup uh, you know maybe since Rana uh, in 2017-18 or something like that but uh, I think that he's here to stay uh, he doesn't look horribly out of, pl- out of place and assuming that he Continues to adjust and continues to get better. Um, I, I think that there's a spot uh, on this roster for him. Uh, you know, if God willing, they get completely healthy. Uh, I'm not sure that they don't push into the wing. Uh, I think he. I think he uh, would be a good fit on the wing. He is a little bit more of a scorer than a playmaker, and you know the the top three centers. If they're completely healthy, uh, I don't see him bumping any of kuznetsov backstrom or eller uh if you know again assuming that lars eller uh plays the way that we think lars eller can play so uh yeah i mean i've been happy it's uh it's one thing that this the the silver lining maybe if there is one to backstrom being hurt is the opportunity it's given him the opportunity it's given um hendrix here, and uh yeah They've they've done all right with those opportunities. I think Lapierre will be going back uh, to juniors pretty shortly. Um, but uh, you know, he had a taste, and he knows what he needs to work on now. And I think Connor McMichael is probably here to stay.
0: Yeah, you know what McMichael is? Is he is such a good reminder of how the the chasm, the skill gap between the NHL and the AHL. I think caps fans watched him just put up like massive ahl numbers for a couple of years and it was really easy to have this impulse of like oh like this sustained excellent production at ahl level equals uh guaranteed nhl stardom and then finally he's here and he's getting his shot and he's in the lineup about every night and uh you know the production is is hard to come by and it's just it's evidence that even when these guys are really tearing it up at the lower levels, it's gonna take some time to get up to NHL speed. And I I agree with JP that he's looked good. He hasn't really looked out of place. He's had errors, and uh, because of his age, it's and and his kind of his pedigree, it's easy to. And, and where he is in his NHL career, it's easy to sort of write it off and be patient. And I think that as the team gets healthier, it would be great if they find a spot for him, whether that's low in the lineup at center or somewhere else at wing, and just let him play this entire season and grow into the role and, uh, and be a much more mature uh, NHL-ready player as the playoffs start rolling
2: around. Yeah, I mean, that that would be ideal. And I, I think he was in a great spot playing with TJ Oshi. I mean, who who better to play with uh, than a guy like Oshi on your wing? Um, so, I mean, that's kind of the, a double whammy on the Oshi injury uh, that you lose um, McMichael. But, yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, you put up eye-popping numbers in the AHL, and, you know, two types of players can do that. It's, you know, up-and-coming players that, like we hope, that Connor McMichael is. And then the dudes who sort of figure out the AHL game, uh, like uh, Alexander Giroux did back in the day. I mean, remember a, a decade ago, 13, 14 years ago or whatever, when he was putting up like 60 goals for Hershey, and then he'd come up to the NHL and have like a goal in a dozen games or something like that. You know, there's such a difference in the game in terms of uh, particularly getting your shot off and uh, you know, you don't have the time uh, that you do in the AHL. Uh, so it, it does doesn't necessarily transfer. So hopefully McMichael is a guy who does adjust and there's every reason to think that he will be um, and makes that leap. Uh, Otherwise, he's just, you know, going to be destined to to be that, that Alexander Giroux type of guy who scores at the AHL level but can't do it at the NHL level.
1: I think uh, Jacob Ron is probably a good allegory. You already brought up his name once, but I mean, he was very, very productive in his time in the AHL. Um, It took a while to get going in the NHL. If I recall correctly, he did get sent back down for a semi-extended period of time and ultimately became a very solid contributor uh, to the Capitals, especially in their Stanley Cup run. Um, Kevin, when we talk about the Capitals' power play, um, you know, about eight, nine years ago, I think 20% was a... You know, okay, power play. Now, I'm I'm not sure that really is still the case. There's certainly a higher expectation, um, especially for a team with Ovechkin on it. I mean, Ovechkin is considered the ultimate power play weapon, but it hasn't really looked that way so far. What's going wrong for the Capitals' power play?
0: Uh, I think it's just stale. Um, it, yeah, and to your point, like. This early in the season, twenty percent is it's got you in the bottom half of the league. I'm not sure how that'll look as uh, things things mature on the season. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. Edmonton is uh, uh, sitting at a forty-seven percent power play percentage through through nine games. Sustainable. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think that the first and most obvious thing is that Nicholas Backstrom isn't there, and that he is truly the quarterback of the power play and what he does for it is not replaceable even by uh, someone with like Evgeny Kuznetsov's skill. Um, And then the effects of his absence trickle down the the lineup and we get sort of guys like Connor Sheary down by the net mouth. And uh, I'm really not a huge fan of that. And Anthony Mantha um, got a look as well. And it it just wasn't clicking. Um, The entries have historically been a problem, even though uh, I haven't noticed them failing to enter so much this year, maybe so much as entering and then and then failing to set up. Um, my honest opinion on the power play is that it's frustrating when it is going through a trough like it is right now, but that it's pretty likely to stabilize. Because that's what it's done for like the last 10 years, however long Blaine Forsythe has been there, right? He's he's such a, a target, and I'm guilty of this as well, of Caps fans' frustrations uh, when there's an ugly power play or when the power play gets off to a slow start. Um, and and a lot of this is because there's these, like the slingshot entry, for, for instance, that everybody hates because it just seems to waste time. Um, it looks so predictable and clumsy. Uh, and then maybe, you know, they just get poke-checked coming through the neutral zone after all that anyway. But the, the aggregate results of this power play are tough to argue with. And until we see more of a sustained period where they, they really are kind of bottom tier of the league, and I, I don't think that's the case right now, looking back the last couple of years, although admittedly I don't have the data in front of me, I'm more liable to just be patient with it and see what this looks like when, say, Nick Baxter comes back. I don't know. JP, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, you can't really undersell uh missing nick baxter man missing tj oshi i mean tom wilson for for all that we talk about how that moneymaker position in the middle of the diamond has made guys like troy brower look like superstars uh you know reality is uh oshi is just perfect there and no one's been quite tj oshi there uh and he's a tremendous uh He's tremendous at puck recovery uh, when shots uh, on the power play go askew and whatnot So missing those two guys it's not nothing it's uh, it's big but at the same time you know they they've had those guys uh, last year they've had them the year before and this and the power play's gone through uh, some periods of uh, less effectiveness uh, than others. Um, you know I, I think, yeah, there's too much talent there for it not to be a decent power play. Uh, I'm not sure that they have the the system and scheme anymore to be uh, a, a great power play and as good as they, they can be. But, um, you know, it, you get lucky, you catch a little, uh, get on a heater, and, and that all changes. So, yeah. Um, you know, not the biggest problem that this team has, but um, it's something that I think could be uh, could be a little more productive than it is.
1: Certainly. Um, and, and you're right. It's it's fair to kind of give it a stay of execution until the team is healthy again, especially with so many of those key cogs missing. Um, guys, I, I don't have anything else really to say about this team. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how they've played. I've been impressed with the sorts of... Um, Adversity that they've been able to overcome. Um, I was particularly impressed with them able to come back from a three goal deficit against the Panthers and their underlying numbers have been solid throughout, um, even with it a heavily depleted lineup. I mean, I think there's a lot to be optimistic about with this team.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's right. I mean, um one thing we haven't really touched on, I think uh, to me is the elephant in the room uh, and and that's the goaltending. And uh, we wrote uh, up on the site uh, earlier in the week about Ilya Samsonov and he's now made 50 appearances in the NHL, which is a tiny sample for uh, a goalie, but he's also, uh, you know, 25 or whatever he is. Um, And so it, it, on one hand we're not sure uh what what the caps have in samsonov but on the other hand it sure looks like we have a pretty good idea right you know it's uh to me this isn't a guy who's been uh good yet he came up when he came up uh two seasons ago um when to back up holpy uh he was very very good uh in that first um, impression, but ever since it's kind of been rocky. you know obviously he had all kinds of uh, other off ice issues and the covid stuff and the ATV accident or whatever and you know he's been handed opportunity after opportunity and fucked it up. and you know now we've got a guy who, you know right now is he at maybe at best an average goalie uh, probably below average, but you know, at some point, you know, is this goaltending – do you take another chance going into the playoffs with this goaltending, uh, with that Ovechkin window starting to close? And uh, to be honest, I don't know that you can right now. I mean, they have to get much better. Uh, we're 10 games in, and he and Vanicek, uh have had some ups and downs, but neither one of them looks – Quite ready to be uh, the guy uh, to the extent that you need. So uh, you know, it, it's been since uh, Grubauer in the Cup year since the Caps have had a goal a goalie who posted a 915 save percentage, and that's you know, it's not exactly the the a high watermark, 915. And you know, the year before that, it's the last time a real starter had that. Uh, that mark, uh, the nine fifteen mark. And that was hoping, but, uh, so, you know, uh, I'm going to be really uh, curious to see what happens in net over the next 10, 12 games or something, because, uh, if it doesn't get better, uh, I think that they might have to make a move in the, during the, uh, winter at some point, because, uh, frankly, I don't know that you can go into the playoffs w- with the goaltending that they've gotten so far uh, this season.
0: And and what I would hate to see happen is for them to come up on that moment where they have to make a decision about, are we going to go forward with this goaltending for another run in the Ovechkin window, like you mentioned, but what they really have is just two guys where neither one of them has really taken the starters net and it's been one a and one B sort of like, like it was a whole lot last year. I would much rather them just make, make a choice and go down one of those roads right now. And from where I'm sitting, Vanachek looks like the more stable option at the moment, the guy who's done more to, to earn the spot and then just really treat him like a true starter and get a read on, Okay, now we can feel confident about making a decision one way or another before we go out and sign, say, or trade for, say, uh, Braden Holpe. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You can't just feed a guy starts if he's not necessarily earning them. And I don't think either one of them okay. is. I mean, Vanacek had a, a few starts that look good, and he's had a few starts that haven't looked as good. I mean, his last four appearances uh he doesn't have a save percentage over 90 that sucks <laughs> you know so- that just fucking stinks and you know it, it it's how this team loses uh to calgary it's how they lose to detroit it's how they lose to tampa you know and and people say about samsonov or uh or uh Vanichek, That like, oh, they have a lot of great saves and then they let the one stinker. Well, every goalie in the NHL has a lot of great saves. They do. And, you know, the consistency needs to be there. And, you know, not for nothing, but part of the reason that this team is so buckled down defensively uh, at the expense of offense is because they have to be. Because, you know, if you opened up the offense anymore... uh, you know, you're exposing your goalies and neither one of these guys has shown the ability to make enough stops to, to justify that. I mean, you don't have Henrik Lundqvist back there. You, you've got these two dudes who, uh, at best are like saving 90% of their shots and, you know, and that's with them limiting chances. So I don't know. Uh, talk to me in 10 games, talk to me in a dozen games or something like that. But I'm just about ready to, you know, cut bait on this uh, because uh, the the only good thing right now about these two goalies, honestly, is that they're cheap as shit because they're, they're you know, they're replacement level uh, at best right now. And, you know, maybe there's a, go- a great goalie inside uh, Elia Samsonov that's, uh, just waiting to emerge and maybe he hasn't quit in the time to make it happen. Or maybe, maybe they're not getting the, the goaltending coaching that they, uh, the, that they need to be the best goalies they could be. I mean, you, you got to wonder like if Mitch Coren is here, uh, what these guys look like, I bet it's better, you know? Uh, so, but there, you know, it's hard to see the caps making a change there or one that would be impactful in the short term in any event. So, uh it, it really is a matter of those guys turning around and being better than they've shown that they can be so far and if you're waiting for that to happen i don't know that sounds pretty uh hopeful to me and not necessarily uh realistic and not necessarily like a plan
0: i i would give strings left not for mitch corn back in washington
2: Uh, Okay. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, I don't think they're taking that in trade.
0: (laughs) You're probably right.
1: (laughs) Well, um, you know, I didn't want to talk too much about goaltending because Kevin has just made his opinions on goaltending so clear that he had convinced me that there there wasn't even a debate anymore, that the Capitals' goaltending is just a disaster. Uh, Ilya Samsonov is just like the bratty, spoiled kid who's never been able to get out of his own way. Um, And Vitek Vanacek is, I mean, the only option. At least that's what I gleam from reading Kevin's timeline. Kevin, what other thoughts do you have on goaltending, or what did I miss out on?
0: I mean... JP just laid it out pretty thoroughly. I don't have a whole lot more to add. It's just a matter of um, maybe you cut bait on one now and then see if you're going to cut bait on the other in a couple of months, or you're going to. JP said he doesn't want to feed someone starts who hasn't earned it. Well, the other option is feeding starts to two guys who haven't earned it either way. So n- n- neither one is uh, an optimal situation, really. Um, I just think that... Th- Vanna, like, if you look at the numbers, he's just a little bit better. But if you look back to – and that, that's really just focusing on this year. If you really zoom back to last year, it's it's basically the same story with both of them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same spot of frustration. And uh, I think feeling the need through a trade or something like that, if the team looks like they can make some noise in the playoffs, is most likely going to be the way to go because holding out hope that one guy is just going to – going to emerge, uh, I mean, that's no way to live your life. Uh, JP said, maybe, maybe there is a good goaltender inside Ilya Samsonov. And it's like the, the, there's two wolves inside of you, but the only one who survives is the one that you feed. Well, the only one that's getting fed is the shitty goaltender. So.
2: Right. Like people sit here and they argue, uh, they argue in my timeline incessantly about who's better, Vanecek or Samsonov. And that's like, arguing you know which is the best of the star wars prequels it's like who cares they all stink they these guys neither one of them is good enough so like it doesn't matter honestly which one of them is better uh the bottom line is that neither one of them is good enough and uh and and unless something dramatically changes uh, I, you know that's going to be the case going into the playoffs yet again. You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to be super confident uh, when that's the case.
1: Well, well, there were a lot of positives. I'm I'm sorry that we had to end this podcast on one of the negatives. Well,
0: well I'll, which, I'll give I'll give you a positive that that you can end on string, which is that the Caps are averaging like one penalty net penalty or power play opportunity positive differential per game this year, which is like the first time in like fucking 15 years that they're looking good in this. And, uh, that is an area that I'm watching.
2: That's a good one. Right. And and I mean, it's gotta be, uh, revenge of the Sith, right? I mean,
1: (laughs) revenge of the Sith is definitely the best of the prequels. Uh, hands down. (laughs) It, it's,
2: I mean that's the Holtby, and the other two movies are uh, Vanacek and Samsonov. It's three
1: one two pretty clearly for me. That, that's all I'm saying. I mean, there's some yeah, I agree. Uh,
2: dude. Hopey is Empire
0: Strikes Back. Come no, on,
1: come come now. The guy didn't even have his spot to start the playoffs. Let's not get too.
0: He crazy. won the cup. I'm I'm talking body of work here.
2: True. I mean,
1: as long as we're not yeah, talking it, about bringing Hopey back. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, that, re- that is what we're talking about. Yes, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't
1: know if t- if his Empire Strikes Back all right, anymore, maybe,
0: guys. Maybe Force Awakens. <laughs> uh,
1: maybe, maybe. As in, it makes you feel like you're gonna see something really good, and then it gets squandered away. Just, just a. It, it's to an utter, it.
2: it's an utter rehash of something you saw before and really, really liked. But it's <laughs> just kind of a little bit fresher. I'd take it.
0: Yeah, it, like it recaptured the magic.
2: Yep. I take it.
1: <laughs> all right, I, I like that analogy. Um, so as we wrap up our 200th episode, I, I don't know if he's listening, to this, but I wanted to to thank Stephen Pepper. Uh, he did, he did a lot with me when we kind of relaunched this show. Um, Amen. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Stephen. I don't know if he's listening, but if he is, thank you for all your help. I was thinking about you a lot over the last two weeks as we put this uh, together. So thanks again to Stephen. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to my more recent co-host, Greg Young. Greg, thanks for all of your work. Um, I know you've been putting out the lion's share of episodes over the last probably 12 to 18 months. Um, It's made my life easier, and I think the podcast and and certainly our listeners have benefited from having uh, your voice and our our more frequent episodes. So thank you to Greg as well. Um, You boys have anything else left to say? Uh, Plug some work a little bit? I mean... You guys are regulars now, so people know you.
2: Yeah, I got I got nothing. Just read the dumb site if you want, but don't I mean yeah, I'm not gonna tell you to do it. Thanks to the
0: readers. Thanks to the listeners.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a good one. Thanks to all of our listeners. I mean, we wouldn't be doing too I mean originally. No, you,
2: this, just... you you absolutely would still be doing it without what them. I, like who I... are you who are you kidding? You're like, we wouldn't be doing it without of course you would. Because that's all you're doing. Yeah, you're just doing it because just to hear yourself. Like the the listeners are like maybe an added bonus, but like, come on, let's be realistic. I think at the so at the beginning
1: I think you probably would have been right. (laughs) But you know, not like, you know, four years in. I mean it's it's uh yeah, it's not like I'm getting the same excitement just to to hit the record button three or four times to get the thing to start working. So (laughs) um not, yeah. yeah. But I mean, so at this point, it does matter that people listen. It matters to me, uh, mainly because it makes me feel like there's a reason to still to still do it um, with all of the things going on in real life, um, which I didn't have to deal with back in the past. Uh, having a child changes things like that. So, um, thanks, boys, for coming on, gentlemen. I appreciate it. John Press, the Kingmaker. Kevin Klein, the former NHL defenseman slash. <laughs> clothes manufacturer uh he does, he does a lot of no, actor actor oh actor he does a lot of beautiful things uh
0: fish called wanda
1: yeah he also posts videos of himself playing the guitar frequently on various websites they're usually pretty no, good
0: not and frequently th- enough i should do that more they're yeah, very you, tasty
1: now that you're back in the area you and john should collab we should Oh yeah you should write
2: a new japers rink radio theme song yeah Definitely. i like it
1: a lot um Thanks all of our listeners for for sticking with us this long in the episode. Uh, We will be back with episode 201. Thanks for listening.